Hello and welcome to another episode of Africa's Untold Stories. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a really long time. It has been. Too long. Um yeah, that that was that that, that was um that was because of one of us falling ill. Yeah. Um I'm not going to say who, but I'll I'll let you guess uh, just based on the fact that one of us comes from a tribe that has superpowers. All right. You have the red hunter. Technically, he's not even ours. Really? Yeah, it's it's a whole the whole the big guys are the ones who trade their lineage to him. Uh, we were just like I farmers see. over there. Ah well, let's let's just get on with it. Oh, but then, apologies to all those who don't understand anything we are saying right now. The red hunter is uh, uh what what do you call those um uh historical figures that end up gaining some sort of um, godlike uh, or revered status. Oh, we will touch on that in today's episode. There are yes, some of them in here. We will touch on some of those. All right, all right. Then yes, that's good. except not that one in particular. No, not the Red Hunter. Okay. So, awesome though, but. so today's episode, I think it's 12, right? Yep, episode 12. All right. Today's episode, we're going... What, 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 what? <laughs> we're staying in what? West Africa. Oh no, last one we, we burned in West Africa though. See, it's been so long you forgot. Is it? <laughs> last time we were in West Africa. We were? Well, yeah, we weren't. That's true. Nah, we were in um, uh, North Africa, the first That's North true. African episode. Yes. Okay, well, yeah. now we're coming back down to West Africa. Yep. And this one is on, well, I mean, if you hear me leading, then you can already guess what kind of episode this one is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those. Okay, but then this this one's titled The Orishas, A Lesson in How Far Faith Can Go. How Far Faith? Oh, oh, okay, never mind. Yeah. So when you said How Far Faith Can Go, the first thing that came to my mind was Moana. Huh. <laughs> 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 Funny thing, there's a lot of similarities between some of the people I'm about to... Did I call them people? Some of the, some of the individuals I'm about to discuss... And you know that particular oh, okay. mythology, okay. but I'm not going to touch into that. That would that would be yeah, mixing that's... and matching too many things. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, if you haven't guessed it already, the Orishas are a pantheon of sorts that trace their origin to um, <clears throat> Western Africa, right? So they Wait, are um, everyone just a bit. Why do you say a pantheon of sorts and not just like a pantheon? I. <laughs> There are so many. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> there are so many. There are so many that I don't know if calling them a pantheon actually, you know. It's like a next level something. It's, it's, it's beyond that. But then, I mean, you, you know, let's just get into it. You'll find out soon. So they originally traced to the Yoruba people of okay. Nigeria. Yeah. Right. But then they are very venerated according to what I've seen, amongst the Fon people, mm-hmm. the Ewe people of Ghana. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, y'all sometimes go that. Yeah. In oh, fact, wow. it, it's, I mean, because the Ewe's are not, are not just in Ghana. They are in Benin, yeah, they are yeah. in Togo, Togo as, well. as well. So you can tell that it cuts across the entire region. Oh, so that's Yoruba influence coming all the way from Nigeria into yeah, Ghana. into Ghana. Oh, that's nice. You know, you know how we came from there, the Ewe's? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. so... It, it, it can be traced all across the coast, the West yeah. African coast. And, I mean, it, that's going to play a part in what the title of this episode oh, is yeah, yeah, yeah. very How soon. 
faith so yeah exactly so um i have sort of good news for you okay if you're ever interested in becoming an orisha or joining the deities all right there's a formula you can use sweet uh, oh you're interested of course uh, sure all right let me let me tell you so it is said that an orisha may come about when a divine power to command and make things happen converges with a natural force a deified ancestor and an object that witnesses and supports that convergence and alignment all right hold on um let me get this straight so um orishas are gods yeah right and um according to the tradition they come alive when please repeat the formula again i've forgotten <laughs> they come to be mm-hmm. when what a, a divine power to command and make things happen okay divine so power divine to command power things that's one converges with the natural force converges with the natural force that's two and a deified ancestor and a deified ancestor that's three and an object that witnesses and supports that convergence and an object to witness and support that's four that's yes uh, but i'm still alive i'd have to die for that to happen exactly. to become a deified ancestor so i mean i'll I just tell you but we're from the source of the divine the first one divine word yeah the divine power divine power where is that supposed to come from it's so you're going to find out soon all right in the origin okay. sure all right sure, so sure. that leads us straight into the origin so the orishas are supposed to have been like i said some of them are deified ancestors mm-hmm. some of them are spirits that used to exist in the spirit world mm-hmm. but then became human and okay. walked amongst us so uh like a jesus christ sort of thing yeah 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 some of them have that kind of origin but then um the popular origin is i, I mean i saw two of them but i'm sticking with this one because this one makes more sense okay <laughs> the other one involved uh, a god existing in nothingness with an assistant and then the assistant crashed the god and then he split into you know multiple fragments and that created the multiple orishas the multiple powers that became the orishas that's interesting yeah if, if if that were to be the main theory that would mean the orisha religion is, is actually a monotheistic religion very but then that that isn't it okay so the second theory is the second theory though sort of i don't know i don't know about dismissing that but then you know how um most religions have like a very central god like omnipotent mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. powerful one that you worship through the other smaller ones yeah some some like religions african, like that african yeah many african religions, many african so religions like yeah so they serve smaller gods yeah but then there's like a, a creator creator at the top exactly so there's um a figure like that in this one called olodumare mm-hmm. yeah so he's supposed to be the creator oh okay and it's through him that all the orishas were so you know, olodumare creates all the orishas yeah, he is he is the creator but then there's another figure that plays um a role a significant role in the creation of the orishas and he is called olorun so, sounds familiar for some yeah. reason yeah and oh if actually <clears throat> i've had olodumare in a lot of nigerian gospel songs yeah you know when you mentioned that i was going to ask and you know olorun as well um in in many um african cultures when mm-hmm. we adopted um islamic or christian um images of god mm-hmm. so i know for a fact that if you take ghana for example the akans yeah pre-christian akans um 
referred to their creator as the sky god mm-hmm. he was a sky god but when we adopted christianity when mm-hmm. the accounts adopted christianity they imposed the title nyankopon on, on the christian god so now if an account is speaking and he says nyankopon he's, he's not referring to their ancient sky god he's referring to the yahweh like jehovah the god exactly. we know exactly it's the same thing for us it like, is always like when we say yene uh-huh. we're referring to the christian god but before that we have been referring to a different a different supreme, supreme deity. being okay i see oh wait hold on i think i made a mistake there the second person the second individual that played a, a role is called urun miller instead urun miller not um olodumare or olorun olodumare is actually the same as olorun oh okay okay yes okay. yes it's when we start talking about the song that i realized yeah that, yeah. yeah yeah i think this guy uh nathaniel bassi or nathaniel bassi exactly yeah. he has yeah. a song yeah. with some guy Olorun. called olorun yeah. yeah yeah yes that's it you you know you know your stuff you know your stuff I know, I know, good I know. so Arun miller <laughs> Orun Miller is one of the um, many Orishas, mm-hmm. actually is one of the most popular Orishas that was thought to be a spirit before he took a human form All right. and existed amongst the people. So, um, and he's, he's thought to be the God of wisdom. He, in fact, he's supposed to be the one who inhabits or who exhibits Olorun's wisdom called Ifa. Okay. So he he exhibits the wisdom of the all-powerful yeah. creator. Yeah. And so because of that some people say that he is the son, the eldest son of Olorun. Yeah, yeah. But then there are other versions of things that have two other, you know, Orishas mentioned as his parents. But I'm going to go with this one cuz this works for us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So Olorun Mela was thought to be um someone that the people could consult on issues that they needed help with. So he's this all wise, all, you know, this wise guy that yeah, yeah. they could come to with their problems. He always seemed to have a solution for all of them. Until one particular person who also became an, um, an Orisha later called Ogun, actually, he... Oh, Ogun, that, that's the one Orisha I'm sure anyone who doesn't <laughs> even know one Orisha is has heard of before. I mean, it's between Ogun and Shango. Yeah, Ogun exactly. and Shango. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, apparently he came to um, Orun Miller. He was in the, like, a long line waiting to, you know, get the answer to what he needs from Orun Miller. And then he thought to himself, why, <clears throat> why do I have to come to Orun Miller every time? Like, why, do, why does everyone have to come to Orun Miller every time they have a problem? What if we all had a power or, you know, a mastery over some power that helps us solve other people's problems? Oh, and smart. so they come to us instead of Arun Miller. Okay. Now, it may sound selfish. It may sound like he was gunning for Arun Miller's job, basically. I mean, it sounds like he was trying to quicken his, his, his answers. Exactly. He wanted a way to solve his own problems and then wanted a way to be useful to other people yeah, in exactly. that sense. But then he didn't mean it in the sense that he wanted to take over Orun Miller's position. Job, yeah. Otherwise, Orun, I mean, Orun Miller was like the one who had the wisdom. He mm-hmm. would have figured this out and he would have known that it was, not, it was just a trick. Right? But then um, when he came to him with that proposition, it was, it was something that 
weighed deeply on Ruben Miller, even with all his wisdom. He was wondering how would he distribute the powers? What power sets would benefit who and what problem? Because until he hears a problem, he doesn't know what solution to give to it, right? Okay. So it's, I mean, it's kind of weird to determine. It's, it's, it's almost like you just give birth to a kid. You're trying mm-hmm. to determine what the kid will be in future without seeing what the kid's interests and, you know, well, I don't know, whatever it is that influences children nowadays, <laughs> besides cartoons, I mean. <laughs> whatever it is, yeah. So it's like trying to decide that without having that prior information. And then in the end, uh, well, this story had, this story, this particular origin story made reference to a chameleon who, you know, gave Orun Miller an idea that he should rain down the powers on everyone. And whoever gets what power, he should make it as random as possible. So in that case, it's not up to him. It's not up to him who gets what power. And because of that particular, um, because of, if he creates a solution, a a situation like that, then he doesn't have to worry what to give who. He just makes it as randomized as possible. And whatever you get, you get. Yeah. But then the, the weird thing about this origin seems to suggest that all the Eurasians got their powers at the same time. Yeah. But then, I mean, I just read a formula to you and told you exactly you have hope how of you, becoming yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's that discrepancy in the story. But then, for according to this origin, that's what happened. And so he, he, he told to the be. people, I mean, when Ogun asked, everyone else, in the, everyone else around was like, yeah, I mean, I would want that too, right? So when, when he, he told the people that, you know what, this is what's going to be. I'm going to go up, rain down the powers down. Like, I'm just going to rain the powers down. Whatever you get, whatever element you control, whatever power you attain, depends on who catches it first. So it's more like a first-come-first-serve situation. How badly you want it, you come and get it. So the day, the day came, all the people were standing around waiting for their powers. And he rained it down, and people got diverse powers. It could... It could be something as serious and strong as controlling elements of the weather or controlling, you know, large, like very large power sets to something as simple as controlling them. Okay, I can't say controlling human emotion is simple, but something as simple as, you know, specific food products. Oh, yeah. 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 At, At this point, I have to give an honorary mention to a god called Ogian. Right, right, who has saved countless senior high school students <laughs> <laughs> in the West African sub-region because he is supposed to be the god of processed, crushed, and dried cassava. That's very specific. Popularly known as Gary. <laughs> the god of Gary. The god of Gary. I mean, yeah. there's a god of Gary. That's how it could be from someone as little... Okay, well, supposedly little. I just told you what influence yeah, he has in yeah, this region. Yeah. But then it could be controlling, it could be a, being a god of something as weird as Gary, which is processed cassava, to people like Shango, who is a god of lightning yeah. and thunder. Yeah. Like such a great force, right? And I'm going to talk a, a little bit about Shango later. You know, the, uh, the origin story of the whole rain falling down. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't quite remember which... Which uh, movie or comic it is, but it does it does ring uh, kind of it rings a bell of some sort. I'm 
of, of something of that sort, you know, people get an abilities at random. At random, yes. So in, in the original stories, were they human? Yeah, in the original stories, they were they human. They were human before, before um, they what's became his name? Oh, oh what? Orun Miller. Orun Miller decided to drop the powers on everyone else. Yes. Interesting. But Orun Miller is not the Supreme God. No, he isn't. He's just uh, like the assistant to the Supreme yes. God. Yes. In a fact, one of his titles was Igbakeji Olodumare. Meaning? Which means second in command to Olodumare. Oh, nice. Exactly. Nice, nice, nice. So you could tell how close he was. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to um, bro, this, this this stuff, to be honest, sounds very interesting. I wish we had a whole like comic series. I on know, him. I know. Right. You know, <laughs> one of the one of the origins here mm-hmm. that I, I will, I'll mention later. I'll give an honorary mention to later. I first saw in a comic, oh, posted by Marvel. What? What yeah. film is that? That that's Oya. So um, okay. So now we know where they are from how they came to be yeah how, well. how they came to be yes even though it's it's I, like i mentioned it's weirdly flawed because well i think it makes sense that it's flawed because um the yoruba where there are there are lots of people and mm-hmm. they, they would have many kingdoms and exactly. towns and villages so stories so would many vary. different versions yeah from so many different versions of to. the same thing yeah yes yeah. and then like i mentioned some of them were actual people that got deified yeah like yeah. posthumous deification yeah so for like someone like shango that we've already mentioned yes a couple of times he was um supposedly one of the rulers of the oyo kingdom the, oh, kingdom. the, the oyo empire yes okay. the oyo empire um just a, a quick button over here the oyo empire is a pre-colonial um empire in which existed in modern day nigeria mm-hmm. uh it was ruled by the um Yoruba people yeah. for a very long time and it was one of the most powerful empires in the whole of Africa for hundreds of years until its eventual collapse and we do an episode on that somewhere in the future but not yeah. yet. So this is this is just a spoiler but he was one of the rulers of the the Oyo, Oyo empire. empire. Yes, and he ruled for like a very short time. But you will get to that later. So let let me let me finish up quickly on Orun Miller. Okay. So Orun Miller is so venerated in mm-hmm. in the mythology that there are people that worship the people that worship his um the people that worship him obviously because he's a god yeah and they pass down i think orally the mm-hmm. some of the things they believe some of the wise um, sayings they believe he had so they pass it down sort of like scripture and the people who study um the people study Orun Miller and his stuff. They call them the Babalaos. The Babalaos. Yes. Please spell it. B a b a l a w o. B a b a l a w o. Yes. Damn, so in nice. some cultures they are just male Babalaos, yeah. but in a lot more cultures there are two, two kinds: the female and the male ones. Mm-hmm. And you notice this trend continue in this, um, in this story because. There are lots of female Orishas that are very, very important to the male Orishas and how the male Orishas function. Mm-hmm. So an example is Oya and how important she is to Shango. So we'll get to that later. But then these people and um, this, this particular religion or this practice of worshipping Orun Bela is not native to, 
it's no longer native it's not restricted it's to, not restricted to just the west african um, yeah, sub-region yeah, yeah. and you know you notice the countries i mentioned are all places that were popular for the slave trade mm-hmm, 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 so mm-hmm. a lot of those <laughs> a lot of a lot of the people who believed in such um in Arun Miller and in the Ifa, basically. You know, remember I mentioned the Ifa was like the the wisdom of Olodumare. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So the people the people believe in that. A lot of them got shipped off to places like Cuba, got shipped off to Brazil. Brazil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Places like that. So they exist there as um different religions as well. So in Cuba, for example, they're called the Santeria. Who are called the Santeria? The Santeria, the people who worship. Oh, okay, okay, yes, okay. The, the, the um, Orumila. Yes, the people who worship Orumila. In Brazil, they're called the Umbunda. Umbunda. Yes. Nice. And it's, I mean, in some places, they make it look like, um, I think generally, especially in Haiti, the ones that worship him, they call, they call, they call him... No, they call them the Vodou. The Vodou. 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 Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where um, Vodou comes from, right? Yes, that's where Vodou, the word originates from. Yeah, it comes and from Vodoun. Vodoun, exactly. In, in Ewe, we call it Vodou. Vodou. Yes, which usually when they see that, if you're a Christian, it's, it's, it's scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not supposed to be because it just, it just means spirit. Oh, okay. In, okay. The, in the Haiti, at least for the Haiti dialect, it just means spirit. In, mean, in, in, in the Ember the language, the 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 language when they say voodoo, because I was born in like a post, you know, yeah, as like in a very Christian home, when they say voodoo, they immediately associate it to a shrine and traditional practices. So yeah. it checks out. Basically. Okay. It but means in, in the original um, word, it's just spirit. Yeah, just spirit. Oh, okay. Yes. Interesting. So the whole voodoo practice, especially how it's portrayed in movies, is actually very flawed. Because yeah. it's, in some cases, some of these Orishas even found themselves into the Christian religion. Like, oh, you know how Olodumare is mentioned in Christianity? Like, you explained yeah, 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 all yeah, these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Some of them were even made saints. Well, I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, Oya is a saint in one particular country. I don't remember which one. But then the, the name of the saints is not Oya. You know, I'll, I'll verify that and I'll post it. Okay, great. I'll verify All that right. and I'll post it. Let's yes. move on then. So, if we are, I mean, I've mentioned Oya and Shango a lot. I might as well just give you a backstory. So, Shango and Oya are not um, the spirits becoming human kind of Orishas. Mm-hmm. They are the human becoming, becoming deified. Oh, so they, they, they follow that formula I gave at the beginning. Yes, they basically follow that formula. So, the story of Shango is pretty weird this would be like a spoiler for the oyo empire episode mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know how much you're going to dwell on him in that particular episode uh, not much actually okay good then i can i can probably oh, yeah. elaborate He's an Orisha. okay sure. let's go we go on so um he is supposed to have overthrown his brother okay and then became an alafin which is the, the ruler the of title the, of the ruler yes and in his short years of ruling which some peg at seven years he is he is thought to have led so many wars but before you continue um he said his uh ruling was uh for his rule was for seven years 
Yeah. Does seven hold any significance in the Orisha religion? Not that I have seen. Oh, okay. All right. Then Not proceed. that I have seen per se. But then, yeah. I mean, even that seven is just like one One source. theory. Yeah, one theory. Okay. All right, but sure. what most of them agree on is that his rule wasn't for long. Yeah. And yeah. the brother that he overthrew came back to become a ruler after he died. Okay. Yes. So, um, Apparently he was so fearsome. He was he was um, such a tyrannical ruler that people describe. I mean, you know how these stories become like they get they get retold so often that yeah. things get mixed in. But then apparently said his voice resounded like thunder, and sometimes when he spoke, fire came out of his mouth, which is I mean. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it holds <laughs> it holds significance at a point because there are people who also worship him, and one of the things, one of the practices they are seen to demonstrate is, is the ability to spit fire, the ability to spit fire, the ability to swallow fire, and it wouldn't, um, you know, bend them if you are so, you know, yeah. in tune with Shango and yeah. his Shangoness, you are not, you know, harmed by fire. In yeah. fact, you'd notice some of these people when you go by beaches sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, you know, the whole... Performances where they put that thing in the mouth? In their mouth, yes. That's so where it comes from? That is where it comes from. Oh, okay. I don't know if they know that, that it's that's where it comes related from. to Shango, but then that particular practice is one of the things that his followers do a oh, lot. Okay. And right. so, so that's that's something for all you um, non-West Africans out there. Anytime you go somewhere and you see people performing and putting fire in their mouth, just remember Shango. <laughs> yeah, just remember him. And nice. um, Oya, Oya was one of his three wives when he was ruler. Okay. And um, I think it was her, it was his favorite one because a lot of stories have. Like there are so many stories showing how they came to be together. Mm-hmm. One of them is that you know they they represent Oya with um, an antelope in some some of the stories. In some stories, she is a very beautiful maiden that takes off her antelope suit and walks around the village. Sometimes, that that is not in the real life version of things. Yeah, yeah. The and that's in some of the iterations of how, the, like the crazy versions of their origin. He, she takes off her antlers and her antelope skin and walks to the village to buy stuff in the market. And Shango notices her one day, followed her to the forest, saw her do this, and then he took the antelope shoes and hid it. Dick move, if you ask me. But, <laughs> <laughs> but in the end, they got together. Except for when the other two wives got um, jealous. Yeah. And then they told her where she can find it. And then she found it and she ran away. That was oh, okay. one story. But in the, in the actual story of Shango, the human being, she was one of his wives. Okay. And um, according to legend, he found stones, these particular stones and talismans, that when he throws down, commands lightning to strike that spot. And he mistakenly struck his house with lightning. Killing his wives and children. Oh. Yeah. And he was so devastated that he hung himself on an iron tree. Who oh, Shango. So Shango yeah. killed himself. He killed himself. That's one iteration. That's one version of the story. In another version, he got jealous of two of his subjects. He sent one off to war, a war he couldn't win. Or, or so Shango thought. But then the guy won. 
Right. And he took over the village or kingdom that he went to defeat. And so Shango sent the other one to go defeat him. And the other one was like, you know, you know he's like a brother to me. If I go down there and I have to kill him, I will come for your head next. Which, to which Shango, I mean, he doesn't care. He just wants them out of the way. So he thought they would fight to the death and kill each other. But then, but then when, when it went that way, he, the other one fought, defeated the other guy. And, but refused to kill him initially. Shango ordered that he should be killed. And I was like, if, if I do kill him, I'm killing you next. He's like, sure, kill him. So he kills the guy. Shango decides to burn this one alive. It doesn't exactly work out. And so he's driven from his kingdom. And in his shame, he goes to hang himself. So in both versions... He the, kills himself. He kills himself. But then his supporters were so determined to make sure his name and legacy lives on that they said during one thunderstorm, they heard Shango's voice in the thunder. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so now he watches over them and commands lightning to strike his enemies or whoever steps out of line, which is weird. I mean, it's a weird reward for someone who yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kills himself. So, I mean, it looks like even if you don't meet the criteria I mentioned in the beginning, just... Make sure you have a fan base strong enough to want you to live on. Oh, it's interesting. You know, when you think about it, it's very interesting because Shango's, Shango's story is, 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 uh, is a strange one because, I mean, okay, I guess if you look at the point of it being uh, him being a historical figure, mm-hmm. then that must mean that the stuff that he did when he was alive must have been really huge. Yeah. According to, according to the stories, even though he was tyrannical, the Oyo Empire really prospered. In the time he because reigned. of him because of him yeah, all those Dam- wars he waged he probably you know lifted him up to such a status that even no matter how he actually died it, it was obviously clearly not a very honorable one because both of them have it as suicide yes so when he died and they felt it necessary to venerate him yes because of what he'd done yes exactly that that's that's that really it's, it's, it's so weird like it's uh, he's such a polarizing figure but then he ended up on the good side of of history you know, history and mythology Nice, nice. And, and um, Oya, like I mentioned, was his wife. Yeah, his wife. And Oya became the... So, like I said, um, Shango became the original of thunder, yeah. lightning. Oya became, became the original of wind and, you know, rain. <laughs> so, so, according to the stories, wherever Shango is supposed to appear, Oya goes first. Oh, okay. So, there's the okay. wind oh, and man. the dark clouds oh, of nice. rain. And then Shango steps in. Like oh, it's, that's, that's nice. It's such, a, it's such a nice thing to imagine. Man, you know, you know, like, talking about all of this, like, I just keep imagining in my head uh, if, if we had proper um, uh, medium to tell these stories, like, uh, not just, like, comics and stuff, like, but you know, high-quality place, like, really nice place exactly. where you can see these sort of things come out. Mm-hmm. Like, you see some of these um, uh, Japanese have, like, some sort of retellings for some of their mates, and they do it exactly. in, like, their traditional style. I know. And it looks cool when they do it. It really does. So, I like, mean, I enjoy those. I actually yeah. do enjoy so, those. Thinking about stuff like um, uh, Oya coming before Shango, Shango or yes. um, Orumela, uh, you know, uh, solving the Orisha's problems and then mm-hmm. giving them the powers, like exactly. imagining that kind of setting it. It's it'd I be mean, really interesting. It would be see. really cool, and that is one of the the central themes that informed the title, how far faith can go. Yeah, because even though, especially because you and I live here, it's really unpopular to be, you know, 
um, not Christian or Muslim. Right. The, 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 in most of the countries along this base, the minority are people who stick to the ancient or the old traditions, yeah. right? But then because of how, I don't know, I don't know if I should call it persistent, but then the persistence of some of these, um, these Orishas made sure that they lived on even in Christian faith, even in the, the Muslim faith. <clears throat> yeah. They are represented as, I, maybe they'll change the name or they'll change what the name signifies. But Olorun or Orun, the, sorry, yeah, Olorun, right? Olorun is still referred to, they refer to God, the Christian God as yeah, Olorun. Olorun. And that name will continue to go on. Yeah. That's like, that's how far it will go. Yeah. As long as Christians want to refer to God in their language over there, they're going to use Olorun. Olorun. And as, as long as, like the way Onyankopon keeps going for us in Ghana, for the Akans, even though he wasn't originally yeah. for the Christian God. But it's going to, and then it's going to keep going on. These names are going to live on. Shango is very popular in Nigeria. In fact, if you have a Nigerian friend, one of the retorts they are quick to go to is Thunderfire You. Oh, yeah, that's, that's on everything. Like, we, we also say that. We do it. Yeah. Thunderfire. Thunderfire. That is Shango. That is basically. Also, that, that, that phrase comes from Nigeria. It's basically invoking Shango on someone. Oh, interesting. Yeah, if I have a Nigerian friend called Sumto, one day she wanted to, you know, hit me back with one of those retorts, and she said, The thunder that will fire me, Shango is now preparing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, back then I was like, I, who, who the hell is this Shango guy anyway? But then now that I know him, I was like, Whoa. Right, right, right. Wait, quick question. Shango versus Thor. Shango versus Thor. Not the enormous Thor. Okay, no, if I pick the, the other, the Marvel Thor, he's like a cosmic god. Yes. Let's pick the, Nor- <laughs> the Norse, the Norse myth The Norse Thor. myth Thor. Shango, Shango versus Thor and Zeus. Um, Zeus. I have no idea. Oh, come on. Who I'm going to give it Okay, Raiden. No, no, Raiden is weak. Never Raiden mind. is weak. All right, let's, let's. <laughs> but... The way from, from some of the, the feats Shango performs, and you know, people believe this thing so much the, the Shango calling down thunder on people mm-hmm. that there are people, there are farmers and fishermen who, after a, um, you know, a storm mm-hmm. or like a thunderstorm, go around looking for these um, thunderstones or talismans in their farms and they take it to the shrine of Shango. Oh, the, the talismans that call down the fire and yes. thunder. You know, I remember how I mentioned that yeah. he found yeah, yeah, yeah. certain stones. Yes, they claim they find some of these stones in their farms and they take it to the shrines. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if, if Shango has like an abundant, uh, you know, if, if we put Shango as the David in the David and Goliath story <laughs> with like a sling it'll, full it'll, of thunderstones and Thor is like the Goliath with his hammer... I mean, we all know how that would mm, end. We, we can pick Shango in that one. <laughs> interesting. But, I mean, it's, it's pretty interesting. <clears throat> the main thing is that there are so many of these Orishas. Okay, so give us some more examples. So I've mentioned Shango. I've mentioned, mentioned Oya. Oya. Orumela. I've mentioned Orumela. Uh, Olorun. I've mentioned Olorun. Do you remember the cassava guy? Or, or something. I don't remember. I will give you two seconds. I don't know. Ogiad. Ogiad. Right. Ogiad. Ogiad. The names all start with O. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not really, but then it's, 
it's a theme that runs through. Oh, okay. So there's um there's did we already mention Ogun? Yeah, you mentioned him in passing. You said you were going to explain him. Him. Yes. Ogun. Yeah. Okay. So there's another one called Oshumari. I'm I'm really not helping the kids with their own names, right? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's another one called Oshumari, yeah. who is supposed to be the Orisha of the Rainbow. So um, apparently he's one of Shango's servants. Yeah, I was about it because I mean Rainbow, Thunder, Storm. Oh, yeah, it, really, it just it's just mixed in there, right? Yeah. There's another called Oko, who Oko. is the patron deity of farmers. Oh, okay. In agriculture. Right. That makes sense. There's always a farming god. Oh, who is fertility? Fertility. The goddess of uh, fertility, the Orisha of fertility. The Orisha of fertility. So some people give it to Oko. Oko. The, yes. The one I just mentioned yeah. was for agric and farming. Yeah. Which makes sense because, you know, you need fertile soil for. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, but then mom. there's another called Oshun. Oshun. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's another god whose name is familiar. Yes. Oshun is also familiar. Then Oshun is fertility, just fertility. Is it fertility and marriage and those? So, yeah, like, so that, that's okay. fertility. So is Oshun is fertility, marriage, and like the human kind of fertility. Yeah, human kind of fertility. And Oko is like the, the land, land fertility. Kind of fertility. Does Oshun also include sex? I do not want to know. Because <laughs> <laughs> usually, um, from the little I know about mythology, if there is a god that en- encompasses like fertility and uh-huh. marriage, usually it's like an entire family affair. Like, exactly. A god takes care of all of those things. Yes. All right, that's interesting. So, human fertility, let's leave it oh, as wait, that. Um, didn't um, this lady, uh, Beyonce, she did a um, Orisha cosplay for one of her songs or something like that. I don't know. What, was it like a music video? I think so. Huh. Right. Know. Okay. So, thank God for Google. I just checked. She did, um, what's it called? Oshun. She, she did. She, she did, did Oshun. Yeah. 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 She, she did a, a sort of cosplay or something for, for I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't really follow I that need stuff. To see I just that remember then. seeing an image of her in that. I need to see that then. All right. Anyway, um, so who is the god of war? The rich god of war. war. Yeah, that's, that's, that's still Ogun. Ogun. Because, you know, he's iron crafts. So, I mean, okay, god of okay. iron is usually used to make weapons of warfare. Yeah, so, so he's, he's, he's sort the god of, of doubles war. as the god of war. And then, I should, I should probably give a mention to, you know, the Orisha version of Loki. Oh, yes, trickster gods. Trickster gods. Who is that? Who is he? Eshu. Eshu. Yes. I, I mean, he's the only one I've mentioned that with he's that, from that <laughs> <laughs> Right, right, right. Eshu. Eshu. Yes. Oh, sounds nice. It's, I mean, his, his, um, the w- when he's represented, he doesn't really sound like, you know, as evil and as magnanimous as most of the other ones, but then he is the trickster god. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Okay. So does that end our episode on the Orishas? Yeah. So the, 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 you know, how far feet can go. Yeah. The lesson. In, yes. So it's like, if I want to recap, it's twofold. It's the faith of the people being taken with the people to other places. Oh, yeah. Other parts of the world. Yes. And then how persistent these... The faith has been faith, in the midst of imported faith. Yes. In the midst of imported faith. In that even, my, um, you know, 
Christians mention some of these names when they are worshiping without even the Almighty. And we we have it in our everyday language without realizing it. Thunder fire. Thunder fire. Now I know where it comes from. You do, and you know what you are calling on people. (laughs) Wow, makes me want to call it even more often. No, I mean, if you find out the the thunderstones, though, let me have it. Right, right. I don't know if they are reusable, but I want it. Yeah, no, right. (laughs) Um, Right, so that's it for today's episode of Africa's Untold Stories. Unfortunately, as as you can tell, trying to tell the the whole story of the Orishas is even worse than trying to tell the Greek or the Norse. It really like, cannot be done. They're like a drop in the ocean compared to the Orishas. Honestly, I mentioned very little. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> and you know, if you want tell. to even give too much, because immediately I start to go too far, I'd have to mention another, another one. Another god. Yeah, and I this episode will finish next year. Yeah, this 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 actually this is very interesting. Yeah, the, the Orisha story is very very interesting. Mm-hmm. And um, all right, uh, I guess we should have done this at the beginning, but it's never too late. Just a bit of background on the origin of the people who worship the Orishas. Uh, uh, some people might not know who the Yoruba are. The oh. Yoruba are a um, an ethnic group in West Africa, located in oh sorry, native to let me use native to, native Nigeria, to Nigeria and Benin. Yeah, but they don't exist just there. They are in other countries like. Uh, Ghana and Togo Ghana. and of course some of their descendants were carried on the slave trade and now exist in the western hemisphere as well exactly um, yeah native um, Yoruba in Africa number just under 50 million so they're one of the largest ethnic groups in Whoa. Africa they have a lot of uh, influence wait did you say 50 million yeah 50 million that's the Yoruba population than, alone more is more than, than Ghana the entire Ghanaian population yeah. that's amazing <laughs> oh and also one more interesting thing about them the the native homeland of the Yoruba mm-hmm. is just about the size of France or bigger than France, actually, I think. Wow. Yes, it's interesting. Yeah. Fact. Explains anyway. why they have that many Orishas. Oh, no, right? <laughs> Jeez. All right. Okay. Anyway, um, so thank you for joining us for this episode of Africa's Untold Stories. Mm-hmm. We wanted to keep it under 30 minutes, but um, clearly we failed. I mean, you, you cannot keep <laughs> an Orisha keep, yeah, episode it's, under it's, 30 it's minutes. Too, Maybe the next one. Maybe the next one. What's the next episode? I was going to ask you. Right. Okay. Um, so we did north. We are in west. Should mm-hmm. we go to central or should we go east? Have we done mini centrals? We've done a few central. We've done like one or two. One. Actually. Oh, okay. Actually, one. never mind. We're yeah. going to central. We're going central. Okay. So thank you for joining us. And until next week, uh, we would we would be more consistent with the episodes now that uh, someone has recovered. Someone has recovered. Someone who we will not name. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you for joining us, and we'll catch you on the next one. All right. Peace. I need to make this correction because this is very, very serious blunder. Let's just point out, I did mention that we were trying to reduce the number of uh, scratches that we were going to have to be doing. Well, and this clearly is, this time it's not my fault, it's his fault. This so, is my first yay, one. one for me. Go. <laughs> This is my first one. But then, yeah, like I, I made a mistake saying Ogun was the one who asked Urun Miller for the powers. It was Oku. Orisha right. Oku. The one in charge of... The fertility. Fertility, yes. So it's also definitely still another OG god, though. Yeah, he is an OG god. Farming and shit. Yeah. So he wanted the powers to, you know, make his crops flourish. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, my bad. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs>